Hey, hey, guys, it's Tim Gillette, and we are back here with another Tim Gillette show. Hey, this is my favorite podcast to do every week. I do a couple of different one-on-ones, and this one here is interesting because it's a podcast where I promote the guest. I know, it's called the Tim Gillette Show, but I'm going to share about them. And today's guest actually is someone that I met a couple of years ago online. I don't think we've ever met in person. Um, I think this is the first time we're on camera together, uh, but it's going to be an interesting story because... She recently put a new book out. I'm pretty sure we're going to ask her about it. And we're going to find out all about it and everything. But anyway, uh, Dana Peaver and I have been friends on Facebook, been connected for years. And when I, I heard she's putting the new book out, I said, hey, go in and come on and be part of the podcast. And she said, sure. She grabbed a slot and came in, and that slot is today. So I'm going to actually ask her some questions, get to know her live on camera, so you can get to know her too. So let's bring her on here and see if she's ready. Are you ready, Dana? I'm all set, Tim. Thanks for that intro. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, it's not my, I, Dana, I, I, I don't, like, when I speak, I don't give intros out. I just, like, you know what I mean? You've got to make it personal, right? Mm -hmm. And I hate someone. I mean, I think we connected through Casey Everhart. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it was uh, Casey, February 2015, I think. We're going yeah. back that far. Mm -hmm. yeah. Casey and I are both that way. We hate being the... And this is Casey Everhart, blah, blah, you know what I mean? And we both hate that, all right? right. And I, right. <laughs> I think that's why we're, we're, we're so in jive with that. Like, we hate that standard introduction. I always like to make it interesting. And those people who have the standard come back and go, well, that's an interesting way to put it. Never thought of that that way. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it, Tim. And I think we did. You mentioned that uh, we hadn't been on camera before, but I think I was on um, one of your shows previously, just a, you know, an audio version. Um, yeah. I, I think right. we were on the original rocker life coach show when we did that on blog talk radio. Yeah, I think so. How many years ago was that? That was four or five I mean, years ago. I did that from 2012 to 2014. Oh, wow. And I left in 2014, I left blog talk radio. Um, and then I went over to, uh, uh, Dave Pratt's network in Arizona and I was on there for two years maybe three I was on his network and then I, I, I left being on the radio network and decided to do independent podcasts. Right. Yeah. Right. And here we are, right? Yeah. And yeah, here I am, uh, you know, eight years later, I'm still broadcasting, still doing interviews. Uh, Your hair is shorter. I cut it last, last uh, just last couple months. I cut it off oh, and I'm, no about you go, did. I'm about to go get a, get a, get another haircut. Cause like now it's driving me crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what happens when you cut, you know, a woman can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, my wife wants to have short hair, but she keeps it growing long. She's got hair about, about your length. Okay. And when we met, she had hair shorter than mine now. Really? And um, I like long hair, but, you know, she can have it however she wants. She just does it to try to keep me happy because she knows I like long hair. Well, that, that's good of her. <laughs> <laughs> Little things to keep a marriage going, you know, hair. It's funny you say that, Tim. When I met my husband, so he and I have been together for, for going on 27 years. Um, my hair was short, 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 like up over my ears, you know, buzzed at the back and that kind of thing, even shorter than your hair. Mm -hmm. He also likes long hair. So this is, isn't as long as I've ever had it, um, but it's longer than I have had it. So I think um, you and your wife and I all have hair similarities. <laughs> We all have hair problems. <laughs> hair today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> no, please, no. I don't want any hair gone tomorrow. Um, 
I was for the longest time, um, you know, like I cut it. So this is like natural colors is what's the root. And there's gray in through here and here and back in here. There's gray. I can't see it at all, Tim. Just, I know. Just saying. Um, for years I had dyed blonde. I was like, well, yeah, your hair looks pretty good. And like all of my brothers, my youngest brother is the grayest. Oh, all really? Right? All of my brothers had gray hair long before I did. Because you were blonde. <laughs> no, no, no. Literally like 2009, my brothers had gray hair. And at that time I had 2009, really? I had no gray hair. I still had on my head, I had still dark hair, facial hair. I was getting one or two. Now all gray. All right. Gray's mm -hmm. matching in here. Temples and that kind of yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see I've, I've been to my hairdresser because... Yeah. My tinsel is is not apparent these oh. days. Oh, so you were allowed to go to your hairdresser up there? I I was. Yeah, I had to do a run a, a, a rendezvous with mine to get mine. <laughs> it wasn't allowed. That's all I want to know, Tim. <laughs> yeah. um, and I have all the pictures of like my hair in a pile on the floor on the ground, at her house and everything. And like she says, you can't share that until. Like we were allowed to go to hairdressers. Mm -hmm. I won't so ask like, her name then. Yeah. I'm like, you do realize I'm going live on camera tomorrow morning and it's going to be seen, right? She goes, oh, uh, <laughs> like, anyway, I'm not going to tell them who my hairdresser is. for that. That's right. No names divulged. So, anyway. So anyway, uh, uh, Dana, I'm glad to have you back on the show and actually get to know you and, and share with my audience a little bit about you. Um. Tell us, I mean, first of all, tell my audience where you live and where, what part of the world you're in. Sure. Uh, I'm in Canada. I'll start there. And I'm in Ontario. And I live just west of Toronto in a town called Burlington. Mm -hmm. And I'm right on the shore of Lake Ontario. Uh, so my family and I used to live in a huge home in the, here in the suburbs, actually in Oakville. And then just we're coming up in two years, the end of the month, we... Um, Moved to a condo and I'm on the 15th floor of a building that, you know, I can throw a rock off my balcony into the water. Uh, and it's, you know, we fall asleep to the waves lapping on the shore and uh, the way our condo is situated. I have a sunrise view and sunset and it's pretty spectacular for this water person. So Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Condo. I'm like, wait a minute. You're up on the up on the 15th floor, so I'm thinking like, you know, that's a way to look at the snow and not have to go out and shovel it. Oh shush. <laughs> you know, we didn't get a lot of snow this past year. Um, I didn't even put winter tires on my car, so I know it was a great I winter. I moved south 20 some years ago. I haven't put winter tires on my car in 20 years. <laughs> I do have a four-wheel drive car, so that that certainly helped. But uh, right, actually, right on the water, we we get lake effect, so we don't get quite as much snow. Even if you travel five or ten minutes north of here, they even the the snow difference is incredible. So I love being in my little kind of alcove here on the water. So uh, I mean, so you live up in Canada, all right? You you know what what kind of work do you do? Are you like online work or or you know? Yeah. You know, I'm one of the fortunate ones, Tim, I actually work a full-time corporate job that I absolutely love. Uh, I went to school for human resources um, way back when and uh, have worked in HR ever since. I, work, I actually work for an American company, though, out of uh, Tacoma, Washington. Um, and I do uh, HR for right now for three of our brands uh, right across North America. 
And, you know, that takes a lot of my daytime stamina. Uh, but then at night I get to play in the decision world. And I, that's what we're here to talk about today. The, um, you know, the, the decision side of things that I've, I've worked through for the past 30 years, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's culminated this week almost. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, before we get into the book and everything, explain a little bit about what it is that, you, that, that your decision smith is about. Certainly. So, you know, just a little bit of history. I was sitting in a psychology class 30 years ago uh, and had been presented with some research methodologies that incorporated huge, onerous uh, matrices as they related to decision making. And, you know, I saw the validity of it for that class um, and, and, you know, what it could really present to you in terms of solutions. But I also knew that there must be a way to really kind of dumb that down to layman's terms, including me, that, you know, I could use on a daily basis. So that kind of became my life's mission to figure out how I could put a system together to help people make tough decisions in their lives that was kind of foolproof. Um, that people could learn. I equate it to, you know, riding a bike. Um, and, uh, you know, once you learn how to use this system, you, you know, just implement it over and over in your life. And and so from that was born um, a spreadsheet that I used for years and years. I started using it with my clients probably about 15 years ago because I tested my system on myself for about 15 years, had great results. I have a great life, made great decisions all along the way. And then started using it with clients. And then actually it was, um, gosh, about a year and a half ago that we finally put an app um, in the app store uh, that walks people through the process. And, you know, it's available now to to anybody who wants to use the system. So that's where we're at today. Cool, cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now are you taking any of that uh, and being used in your corporate job or, or is it just other outside customers? No, uh, I use it in my corporate job as well. You know, one of the great things, the the company that I work for um, is a staffing company. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we're constantly doing is making decisions about who to hire. Um, So it's a great tool. I've, you know, been in recruitment, you know, prolifically within my career and have used it. And time and time again, it really uh, helps the right candidate rise to the top. That's, that's, that's good. Um, now, I mean, you know, do you have like, you know what I mean? Going back through your years as, you know, in your adult world, do you have someone who was like a mentor or someone who kind of popped out and like said things that, 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 that started getting you thinking on this process or was it someone that maybe said a, a word of advice that like sticks to you to this day that is still driving in this? You know, it's almost the opposite, Tim. Um, I had people tell me that I couldn't do things or that I would never be able to achieve certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, for anybody that knows me well, um, they know that's probably not the right, you know, verbiage to use with me because it's just going to make me want to to be more successful. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, using this process, I, you know, decided what I wanted to do and, and then did it. So, you know, that's not to say I haven't had mentors along the way. I've certainly had some great bosses and, and even colleagues and, and people that I've met networking and that kind of thing that have all, you know, added little pieces here and there. But I think if, you know, if I'm answering your question, honestly, it was more people saying I couldn't forcing mm-hmm. me to, to achieve. 
Uh, so, so I'm guessing you're kind of a rebel at heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to guess. <laughs> on that Sometimes one. <laughs> the rebels have more fun. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> well, you do know about last year, right? Mm -hmm. um, the so I, I turned fifty last year, and I hashtagged it Year of Dana. Mm -hmm. And I spent the entire year, I crossed over 100 things off my bucket list. Um, I wasn't home much. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Some of it was a little bit rebellious, uh, living up to that moniker. So, yes, my life is is pretty exciting, uh, not mundane in the least. I, I noticed that, that, that Tim wasn't on your list of things to do. I'm Anyway, <laughs> on Tim's podcast, so that was on the list. Being on Tim's podcast was on my list, and here I am. <laughs> Told you we were going to have fun today. Okay, um, I'm going to yeah. have a drink now. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh goodness! But you know, it, it's 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 neat that you know what I mean. You you did something like that. It kind of, in a way, it, it is its mentor because it drove you. You know, so many people out there, they don't have something that drives them like you did. And some cases that that rebelness can drive them, and I'm sure some clients who come to you, they need that rebel aspect. They maybe need you to say, "No, you can't do it. Prove me wrong." Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I've coached many, many people, mm -hmm. and I'm never going to be the person that says you should do this or you should do that. Right? Mm -hmm. My my. Mm, the way I go to bat with my clients is always just in asking questions. Yeah, yeah. And typically by being able to ask the right questions, they can pull out that information for themselves without me even having to, you know, really point them in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, you know, part of my craft that I've been able to hone over the years. But yeah, I know that, you know, uh, I get people coming to me all the time talking about what my secret sauce is and just, uh, trying to understand how my life works or ticks and, and wanting some of that for themselves. And I've, I've learned how to share that uh, without, like I say, you know, giving them specifics, but letting them find that for themselves. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's what I meant by that. I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost the, the we attract the personalities that we are, you know what I mean? And like, uh, and it's so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably why you and I are hanging out together again. Uh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, we yeah, we do, and we tend to be able to help them better. All right. And then there's the people out there who need. I'm like, I personally couldn't tell you. No, prove me wrong. All right. I, it's not in my genes, but like those are the people who are attracted to me. They want me to say no. Go do it right. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's weird. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my coach, my mentor. Uh, I remember, like our. I remember our first conversation on the phone we ever had, um, and it was for me. It was like you know, I mean, I was writing a blog post about him, and and re reached out to him an email, and he wrote an email. Wrote an email back. Call me if here's the phone number. That's that was the email. Wow. And I get on the phone with him. And the first words out of his mouth is, uh, I have an event next week. How come you're not on the list of coming to it? I mean, you know, I'm in my mind going, uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and that built our relationship and why he's been my mentor for eight years, because it's somehow or another, uh, most people, they, they would, they would revolt against that. 
Well, right. you're demanding. And me, I went and sat and realized, and I went, did he know that I needed to hear it that way? You know what I mean? And like, it was unconscious. He didn't know that, but he unconsciously went with a knee jerk reaction, which I'm sure you do with the people you help to make that mm -hmm. decision. Mm -hmm. And I found the decision on my own. Exactly. Now I'm attracted to him because he helped me find the decision on my own by doing something he probably never intended to do. <laughs> right. Right. A lot of times, right. You have no idea the impact yeah. you're going to have. Um, and it, it's interesting that you say that too, because there's a lot of people that I work with that I'll get signs as we're talking when I know damn well, they're not ready to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. our conversation almost becomes moot because, mm -hmm. you know, I know they're not in the right mindset. You must have been right, you know, at the precipice of needing to hear what he had to say for you to be able to act on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so good on his part for propelling you that way. Yeah. So, um, you know what I mean? And some of the people that you help and the decisions they got to make, some of them aren't necessarily good or not to say good. I would say easy decisions. Oh, uh, none of them are easy decisions in, in my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, this isn't a, a, you know, where should we go for supper kind of decision uh, tool. Um, I help women decide whether or not they should stay in their marriages. Mm. Um, I help people decide career paths. Um, you know, we look a lot at people deciding to purchase homes or vehicles, you know, kind of some of the big ticket items in your life. Um, I help people uh, discern whether or not a relationship non-spousal uh, is serving them, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be from a family perspective. And, you know, we'll talk about the book a little bit later, but that's a lot of what um, the stories are uh, in, in that book with the, with the women that I, I work with. Yeah. So, I mean, so I want to, yeah, I want to go into the book here a little bit because I mean, I know you just, you just had it released. First of all, you got a copy to show us. Did you put up on camera? Or no? You know what? I, I don't, <laughs> I will, I will. I'll send you a copy as soon as I, uh, I have mine. Uh, like, yeah, but I, I know you just, uh, it just got published this week, correct? On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we, it's fairly new. Um, what was the process in making you want to go, okay, I need to put this in book format. So the book is called The Decision to Purge the Year the Skeletons Fell Out of the Closet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it focuses on an actual year of working with clients that was really impactful to me. Um, and that was uh, five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the end of that year, as I started thinking about uh, what had transpired, the book actually started writing itself in my head. I had absolutely no control. Uh, I remember waking up on a Saturday morning knowing that I needed to get pen to paper because my, my brain was just filled with these chapters being written. So I remember sitting down that day and writing nine chapters, you know, in, in one sitting. Um, the book has ended up being 21 chapters, but it was a journey to publish. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, for the people that wind up reading the book, they'll understand what that journey was. Um, but it's, it's something that my goal is if one person relates to the stories, one person finds, you know, some strength uh, within themselves to make some tough decisions um, to to get rid of their tolerations, then it served its purpose. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I know, I mean, I've gotten, uh, you know, I've written two of my own books, but I've been in several other books of people's. Right. And the writing process was always a, you know, what I mean, tough for me. My first book, the only reason I got it out 
was because my mentor actually gave me a system to do it. Uh, and I, and I got it done. And it really, at the time I was just trying to get a book out. I wasn't, I didn't even know what my message, where my path was going or anything like that. You, on the other hand, spent years crafting your skills, building your path, and then writing about it, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. You know, and, and the book, actually, the manuscript went through a few iterations. Um, you know, the, the, the first write was simply a chronology, uh, but then it's, it's taken four years to edit to my, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so... <laughs> It's, you know, it took until now to feel like it was something that, you know, people would not put down once they started reading it. Mm -hmm. And that was my goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, the, the, you know, the book itself. All right. I mean, can you give us a couple synopsis of things that are in the book and what those per people who might want to buy a copy, what they would get if they got the book? Sure. Um, you know, it's it's a compilation of stories of 15 women that I worked with and, and the, you know, tough decisions that they were faced with. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. We go deep, deep into some of the topics. So, you know, there's discussions around physical and emotional and sexual abuse. Um, there's divorce, there's adoption, there's discussions about money. Um, there's, it's, it's really uh, people laying it on the line uh, in terms of, understanding what it is that um, has triggered them in those circumstances um, and determining what they deserve and, and making choices um, in their own best interests. Mm -hmm. So, you know, lots of deep topics, not, you know, uh, I've got a couple more books coming out mm -hmm. um, after this that'll, you know, focus on um, top topics that maybe aren't so personal, but these are all pretty personal events in, in their lives. So I noticed you mentioned quite a bit, Dana, that, you know what I mean? It was a lot of women. All right. Do you help women only or are, are you working with some select men? I, I work with the whole gamut. Um, I think for this particular book, uh, the, the themes were, you know, predominantly women related or ones that women would find themselves faced with. Um, so that's, you know, that's why this book uh, focuses on women. But no, you know, certainly when I'm working with hiring managers and things like that, a lot of them are, are men. Um, I work with a lot of real estate clients, uh, real estate agents who are helping their buyers and sellers, um, you know, make best decisions about what they should do, you know, help mail there as well. So it just happens the focus of this particular book is women. And 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 all your clients and all the women you're working or work with in this book, as well as in in general, uh, are they in Canada? Are they Canada, United States? Or are they around the world? Around the world. Around the world. So, what's all other countries that people are connecting with you and learning from you? Yeah, I do a lot of work in uh, the UK okay. uh, as well as Australia. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really are on the other side of the world as well. Yeah, I am. I am, and I, you know, a lot of the work that I do. Um, you know, if we're having live conversations, um, you know, I'm happy to be uh, on a call at 10 or 11 o'clock at night when it might be seven or eight o'clock in the morning there for them and that type of thing. I think just because of the diverse work that I've done from an HR perspective to working globally, you know, I'm used to just having to kind of ebb and flow with it, with the needs of the time zones and, you know, it's worked. 
And and plus, you just get to meet such interesting people. You know, I, I there's so many yeah. people out there. I just you know want to be able to. My goal has always been to to help the world make better decisions. So that's my quest. Yeah, I, I had I had my 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 May event this year because we did it online. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually had a speaker from Australia, and but Fantastic. he was like, you know, you realize the speaking slot you gave me is, is <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Like three in the morning. So I talked with him and I said, you know, just what you can do is record it and I'm going to play it. Mm. All right. And that's what we did. Uh, and it was interestingly done because the video glitched. <laughs> it's like I explained to everybody, listen, I said, you know, he he, he recorded this last night and he's not going to be here. But it's you do. You get to tap into the other side of the world. And yes, you understand time zones. Do you know how many people in my clients that have to go, wait a minute, central time, eastern time, Pacific? I mean, they can't. They can't understand like Eastern time versus central time. Yep. I, it's been something, you know, again, in my recruitment life where you'd set up interviews. I remember I used to recruit right across Canada. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to know like even the, the hour and a half time difference in Newfoundland, right? It's not as, you know, that extra half hour in there for sure. I, I, you know, I didn't was, even know that. So you know something about timeline that I don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um the uh, the interesting thing about decisions is that in North America, we, we typically see that we're going to make a decision, right? But in the UK and from a British perspective, they say they're going to take a decision. I'm like, well, where are you going to take it? <laughs> you know, so just, just, just the different vernacular that you, you use as you're working with the different uh, regions in the world. It's, it's it always makes me smile. Uh, yeah, that that you know, what I mean, that's that's got to kind of be interesting, all right. To to put out your information, all right, and they take the message that you share totally different because of a word like make or take. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, so, and I'm not good with English, by the way. I suck <laughs> at English. I think my English teacher died when he found out I wrote a book. But anyway, uh, I hope uh, you had a good editor. <laughs> I did. Okay, the good. only reason I am good at what I do is because I have good editors. Uh, but like most of mine is videos. And most of my videos, if you can go listen to some of my videos, you can tell every now and then I have a stutter and I go, ah, uh, um, uh, uh, that is part of who I am. And I just have gotten used to it. I know I need to correct it and get better at it. But I never thought of it in the way that I might be using a word that uh, someone would follow me in Australia and take it totally differently. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and with my work too, we do a lot of work in India and just, um, you know, uh, Poland and that kind of thing. So I've been exposed to a variety of different cultures and their nuances and, you know, just even the, um, some cultures when they're speaking with someone who is at a higher level than them, age-wise or education-wise, they've been trained to only answer in one-word answers. So, you know, you're trying to have a conversation and engage in, with them, and they're saying yes, no, and you're, you know, you're like, oh, this is like pulling teeth, you know? But you realize that that's the culture that they've been brought up in. So I, I love it. You know, every day I'm learning something new uh, with, with the clients that I work with. So, I mean, yeah, I, um, I've been doing podcast interviews for years and I had someone who was very, very famous, uh, in the internet marketing or internet space technology type wise. And this guy was not good at doing interviews. All of his answers were like, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I do that. Uh, and it was like, it was driving me crazy. And that's back before I had video, because if you, you could have seen <laughs> my face, I was like, <laughs> maybe it's a good thing there wasn't. 
So you are, on the other hand, are very good at, I guess, I ask you a question that could be yes or no, and you talk about it for 10 minutes. So maybe that's a bad thing. Uh, Tim, yeah. when I was, when I was seven uh, in our school, we had to write speeches and mm -hmm. perform them in front of our class. And then if you were one of the top uh, speech givers in your class, you moved on to the whole school speaking contest. And so I started, like I said, when I was seven in grade two, and I don't, I won the school contest almost every year. So that's where I think I got my comfort level, just speaking to anybody about just about anything. So I'm glad it's coming across. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is because when you ask a question on an interview, you expect an answer that is more than yes. And that you've got that down, but you get that because of the fact of who you work with and what you do and you've been around the world to understand different cultures. Right. You know, uh, there are people out there, probably, you know, ones that can use your help in making decisions who can't decide whether to go yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they want to get on a podcast and be interviewed and they can't even decide to answer the question. Would you like pizza tonight? Yes or no? Yeah. I can certainly help them with that, Tim. And then we could probably go a little bit deeper than that, too, I'm hoping. <laughs> um. And it's, and it's easy because, you know, I think, you know, I think over the years I've learned to actually figure out a way to ask the question, answer the question in a way that would make the, in, the answer interesting. And it's because I made the decision a long, long time ago that every time I get on a podcast, I want to serve that community the best I can. So I think that helps me in my decision process. I would, uh, I would tend to agree with you. Yeah. You get, I get on something of yours, all right? Or you know what I mean? I, I'm a client of yours, all right? And I can't make a decision whether I want pizza for dinner, you know what I mean? Or, or uh, I want a calzone mm -hmm. you know, if I'm Italian. And I can't make that decision. How am I ever going to make a decision that matters to a company or matters to someone else live, else's livelihood, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I like, I like how you say it. I can help them in the simplest, but I can help them in the biggest. And uh, what are some of the ones you've had along the years that you really wanted to go do? Okay, dude, let's start with the basics. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, will you have, you know, wine or beer tonight? You know? Exactly. And sometimes it is a matter of, of doing that. So, you know, I, I mentioned that I had um, a hashtag year of Dana last year. And what uh, was born out of that, Tim, was actually because my year was so fantastic and so pivotal. It was like a rebirth for me. Um, I wanted to be able to translate that to other people uh, and just in baby steps. I don't expect people to go out and, you know, spend a year focused on themselves. Mm -hmm. But what I created was a, it's called the year of you challenge. And it's simply a, a, a five day challenge that people can go through just to kind of reset where they're at um, in their life. So, you know, we do a, 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 a life scorecard, just really putting on paper how happy you are in certain areas of your life. We talk about things that you like doing in your life now, things that you like doing when you were a kid. You really identify what um, you're tolerating in your life. And that's probably one of the most emotional exercises through this five-day challenge. And then we talk about where you want to make some changes. So for the people who aren't ready, you know, to, to dive into making that one key pivotal decision right now, mm -hmm. um, the year of you challenge is really a great place to start. 
to prep yourself should you have any upcoming um, decisions that you'd be faced with. And, it, you know, that's an easy um, place to find is, is yearviewchallenge.com. Um, that's that's where people can go and, and get started there for sure. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that is cool. Um, is it yearviewchallenge.com? It's just uh, know the in front. So just yearofyouchallenge.com. And I'm sorry I didn't give that to you ahead That's of time. Right. I'm going to add it. I'm going to try to add it real quick as a banner and see if I can't put it. Did I spell it right? You absolutely did. That's fantastic. Uh, I, and, and, you know, my poor English teacher, yes, I can't. I, I can spell. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can. After um, all this practice. Yeah, we all do everything with, with automation and everything on our podcast. We have a lot of this stuff. So we just copy paste a lot of this stuff to make it interesting and quick to go through. Uh, but you know, that's how I made the decision a long time ago. I didn't need to worry about all the stuff. So I made it an automated process to make it easy, but Perfect. Hey, that's why, uh, that's how I teach people is to how to automate. I don't teach people how to year view, but I'm, I'm like, I was so fascinated in that I'm going to go check that out. So I want to type it in real quick. Great. Thank you. You bet. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of interesting getting to know you. All right. Share all this stuff with you on camera. Uh, you know, there is a lot of people who are going to watch this, who, maybe are trying to make some hard decisions right now. And right now is some tough times to make those hard decisions. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to them if they're watching? I mean, some of them are stuck in a house right now with an abusive spouse and they can't leave because of COVID. Right. They can't, I mean, what's your advice to them right now? Well, Tim, I think it's really imperative and I'm always going to push my system. Like I say, it's a five-step system. You can grab the app for free in iTunes or Google Play. It's called the Decision Smith. Um, and it starts your mind thinking through what it is that you're taking into consideration as you're making a decision. And even if you're not in a position where you can make a decision now or take a decision now, um, at least you've started that thought process of, about what's important for you. Because as you list your factors, you're also going to then go and rate them on mm -hmm. how important, you know, that particular factor is for you right now. And finally, you score the options that you have um, against those factors. And it gives you a mathematical score and percentage that would obviously point you in the right direction. Um, but I think, you know, just making sure that you are, um, tapping into what it is that's making you happy or not happy right now, that's where people can start. And once you realize that and accept that and give yourself a little bit of grace in those areas, then when the time is right, you can make the right decisions that are, you know, uh, you know, right for your life. Because I think what happens and one of the things that I also love about the process is that <clears throat> Too often people put other people's wants or thoughts or societal pressures on um, how they make decisions. And what the process does here is it really um, gives you the opportunity to incorporate that into your decision making, but not let it be the whole focus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still you know, can be really personal for you and uh, help you determine what's best for you. So I think, like you say, we're in times right now where people can't make changes or can't make any tough decisions, but at least preparing yourself for when you are going to be able to do that, um, you know, is going to help people see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's almost, you know what I mean? I had a, I had a friend as a, a, you know, a mentor type person when I was younger who said, you know what I mean? When you make the choice 
to succeed, you will take the action that will lead you to success. And I think that's kind of along what you're saying right now is, you know what I mean? Follow this process. Mm-hmm. You'll be making the, the decisions, but as you make the decisions, it'll share with you how to take the action to make it work. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, it, it, it allows you to uh, go deeper into thought process than you might normally when you're making a decision. Mm-hmm. And and one of the great things as well about this, this process is there's a lot of right brain people out there and a lot of left brain people. There's yeah. some people who need things very factually and, and you know, very linear. Uh, and sometimes when they're making decisions, they're afraid that they haven't taken their gut feeling into consideration enough or emotions or other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and vice versa. If you've got that feely person, sometimes they don't think they've looked at the black and white enough. So what this system does is it allows you to marry those two. Um, it gives you the opportunity to look at both sides and ensure that when you get your final score and percentage, you know that you've taken that all into consideration. Mm-hmm. So again, whether or not you're ready to you know, act on the decision that you've made or if that has to be you know, put off a little bit, at least you've got a clear focus in mind to move forward. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So, and what is what what is the way that they can get a hold of you? The best best website and stuff they can reach you at. You know, Tim. Uh, a while back, I I did a grid with um, all of the places people get and get in touch with me, and it was confusing to me. So I can't imagine what it might have been to the outside world. So we amalgamated everything, and if you can remember the Decision Smith, you can find me. So that's the website, thedecisionsmith.com. The app is The Decision Smith. Uh, all my handles on social media are The Decision Smith. So just made it really easy um, you know, to be able to, to remember that. And Smith's a pretty common name, so it shouldn't be too hard to remember, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, that's where people can find me for sure. Well, it's just something we teach people is, <laughs> you know what I mean, make your, make your brand match everywhere. But anyway, <laughs> so smart. Well, I, it took me a while to learn that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, even even still, I have uh, you know now like my thing is simple, easy marketing. But we still have blog and video con is still our biggest event because we won't. That's the hugest thing that drove us to what we do. But the program is t- something different, mm-hmm. and uh, getting all that stuff to match online is what we're working on now ourselves because it takes a while to make it all line up. Yeah, absolutely. I think the last time I talked to you, I I was I had a different name. The app even had a different name. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all nice and tight in one place now. So it's it's been working for sure. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Dana, I thank you for being on the show. I, I I do have to close out my show with my game. Have you heard about my game? Hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid. It's a decision game. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, it's called This or That. I learned this from watching Sammy Hagar on TV. And of course, I think I'm cooler than Sammy Hagar. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give you, uh, I got about eight and nine. Uh, I don't know. I, they don't match my numbers here. So I'm thinking there's either eight or nine. Uh, uh, yeah. This <laughs> or that should I be nervous? Yes, you should. Okay. Some should of these my- are easy. <laughs> Some of these are controversial. Okay. And some of these are personal. Okay. You decide which one's which. Mm. Okay. But I like to start off by finding out who my, my geeks and nerds are. Because I have a group of them who like me. And that okay. is by asking Star Wars or Star Trek. 
um, Star Wars. Okay. But You're not to, into either, are you? Yeah. You know, my husband, my kids, they watch yeah. it all. You yeah. know, I'm too busy making decisions. Yeah. So then I'm going to move on to, okay, if, so if, if you and the kids are, and the husband are going to the movies, mm -hmm. do you get popcorn or candy? Uh, both. Oh, okay. We usually get the combo that has the pop and the popcorn and something. And it's 72-gallon soda. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the older you get, I don't know about you women, but the older you get, the guy is, is you want the smaller soda because otherwise it's the more times you get up in the middle of the night. Just yeah, how long's, well, no, even how long's the movie? I can't even get through a movie if the, if the pop has been too big. Oh yeah. I've had that too, where I'm like, Oh my God, how much longer in this movie is I'm crossing my legs and going, and my wife's gone. Are you okay? Yeah. I really have to go, but I don't want to miss this section. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go into a little feminine one, and that's ask, are you into wearing the heels or the boots? Hmm. I would probably have to say heels. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a few killer pairs that I really enjoy wearing, but I have some great boots, too, and some booties. So I, I know you're saying it's a, an either or, but I'm, I'm not doing very well answering some of these questions. Oh, my word. I, I think <laughs> I'm going to get to some of them that make you decide one or the other. Okay. Sooner or later. Okay. My next one is, is you're riding in the car. Nowadays, the new things are podcasts. Would you rather listen to podcast or listen to music? Music. Music. Okay. Still a music fan. Yep. My son's got a great uh, 70s and 80s playlist that I have uh, grabbed from Spotify from him, and it's it's on repeat. Now, now you got to tell him this, this recording is going to be on Spotify in the next couple of days. Um, Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. My next one, we go into food products, all right? And that is tacos or hamburgers. Oh, tacos. I love tacos, um, especially authentic Mexican, which isn't as easy to find in Canada, but we've got a few places. And yeah, yeah. Down here in Texas, we have 62 <laughs> versions of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Canada, not so much, but uh, fish taco, oh, I would eat that every night. Yeah, we have a place down here that makes uh, a really good brisket taco and a really, really good shrimp tacos. Oh my Really? God. Brisket taco? I don't think I've ever tried one of those. Yeah, the, well, te uh, like Texas, like I'm a barbecue person in Texas mm -hmm. is where the brisket idea came from. And there's just one place here that does the brisket and it's got that like Mexican spice to it. Oh, it's so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I'm going to come visit and you're going to take me out for a brisket taco. Okay, okay. we will go. My next one here is, would you rather dress up or wear yoga pants? No more context than that, right? Yeah. Well, you can go into however you want on this. I'm just saying, all right. We started off the broadcast on a very weird note. So, um, I, I enjoy dressing up. Like I say, putting on my heels, nice little dress or jumpsuit or something like that and and going out and having a good time. Obviously, haven't been able to do much of that lately. So, in all fairness, my yoga pants have seen more action lately than my cute little dresses. Yeah. But I, I don't mind going out dressed up. Yeah, I started. There's some days that I wear like if I'm not going out of the house at all, I'll wear the pajama pajama bottoms. But like I have to, I always have a dress shirt on. Always mm -hmm. have a button shirt on, and that's I've I've. Even like on my on the days off, I'm not working. I'm always wearing a button shirt. I don't know why. It's just really? that's what I prefer to wear. Mm. Yeah. Next one here is beer or wine. Oh, 
You don't have margaritas on that list? No. Oh, well, we can go margaritas or 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 or, mm -hmm. or uh, martini. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick between beer and wine, I would pick wine, but I do love beer as well. So then there's so much in terms of craft and indie beers up here, yeah. um, you know, that I love. But um, I, I've had a favorite wine for, gosh, 15 years, I think. And I, I really enjoy red yeah. versus white. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I see. I'm getting to lo love all of it, but I always love it in its context. So like, you know, I like to go to wineries, but I like to do a wine tasting. Mm -hmm. I don't drink the full glass, but then I go to breweries mm -hmm. and again, I'd love to do a tasting. If I find one I like, well, then I'm going to have one glass of that. Right. Yeah. Right. But lately I've been going to bourbon and whiskey places. So. Really? Oh yeah. So a little Texas bit of the, kind the of, a lot of, 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 of distilleries all of a sudden. Yeah. Wow. Again, yeah. I'm coming to visit. <laughs> Come on down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We always we always got room for more in Texas. I'm just saying. <laughs> My next one here is, can be controversial, and that is pineapple on pizza. Does it belong? Yes or no? Hell yeah. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Hawaiian Canadian, pizza is Canadian, like one of my Canadian bacon and pineapple. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The best. <laughs> no question there. There are people who are like, adamant i'm like no pineapple does not belong on a pizza i'm like oh, decadence yeah mm -hmm. anyway moving on my now i'm going to move to some more controversial and that is the toilet paper does it go over on the roll or under there's no question about that either it's over there's you know hieroglyphics that show that so <laughs> so you can't Jenna, be my I, friend I if it goes under you can't be my friend <laughs> I love this question because people, there are people I've had on this podcast who, when I actually ask that question, they're the calmest and the most peaceful. And I just want butterflies and unicorns and every world peaceful. I ask that question and the fangs come out. <laughs> yep. There's I actually had a girl from, uh, from New Hampshire on the con here and she was a single girl. And she said, if I go to, I da I'm dating a guy and I go to his house three times. And I have to switch that toilet paper from under to over switch. the third time. Relationship <laughs> over. This is going nowhere. That's awesome. That'd be me. <laughs> My last question is personal preferences, I guess, because you're a woman, and that is boxers or briefs. <laughs> Boxer briefs. <laughs> I, again, I had a girl on here. She said, by the time I get him down to that, I hope he's got nothing on. It. <laughs> it's a family show, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Hey, it, it's designed to end the show with fun. See, it wasn't that hard. All right. It's just a fun game. I like to play. And, it was a uh, lot of fun. It, it, and I, I change them up every time, but the boxers, briefs, toilet paper, and Star Trek are there every time. So, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So one more time, uh, for both the audio and visual, make sure they understand your website so they can get a hold of you. Okay, so thedecisionsmith.com. Very easy, just as it sounds. You can find me every handle, every every place you need to find me, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, that's where I am. Cool, cool. So, well, Dana, I thank you for being on the show today and getting the people in my audience to get to know you and hopefully help them make the decisions they need to make in their life. So uh, 
to you, the listener. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out Dana. Go over to the the decisionsmith.com or even go check out her yearofyouchallenge.com and get to know Dana better like I have over the years and see if there's something, you know, maybe maybe pick up a copy of her new book right now and check it out for yourself. And if you haven't by now, go to the Apple store and subscribe to our podcast on the timgillettshow.com. We'll take you right there and subscribe. I'm Tim Gillette, and we'll see you next time with another great guest. Bye now. Thanks so much, Tim.